ground too. Damn. Beautiful. Look Beautiful. at that propaganda. Propaganda. My yeah. screen is leaving. I will be blacked out. Three, two, one. The recording started. And here's this is always my favorite part. It gives me the most anxiety. Is it going to connect to YouTube Live? 163 shows, and it's always connected live except for once. And that one time has given me fired up my OCD. Does that ever happen to you, Alexander? Do you go by Alexander or Alex? Uh, Alex would be probably easier for you. What was that question? Sorry. You, you know, like if you're walking around your, you know, like before you go to bed at night, you check your door, see if your doors are locked in your house. Yeah. And then like every night you do that. And then one night you go to the front, the front door and you're pretty sure you locked it, but it's unlocked. And so then all of a sudden you have OCD now. So the next <laughs> night you got to go back and check the door twice. Do you ever do any yeah, of that stuff? I, I tend to do that a lot. I always, I'm like, I swear I did it, but I better go check again and lock it again. So and I always go there and sure enough, I did it because of routine, but I always got to go double check. And if it's unlocked, it makes it worse. The next day you got to check it like four times. And then, yeah, that's in you're like, oh, shit. Remember that time? That's a fucking sickness. Um, can I ask you a real, real personal question? Uh, yeah, I guess so. What is it? Where are you? <laughs> Where am I? I'm in quarantine. Did I hear you right that if you – by the way, I'm, my name is Sevon. Sevon, how are you, mate? Good. I'm just I was talking, a- I was talking to you on the Instagram, wasn't I? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes. I, I, I use my blue check mark, blue check mark, and my savvy um, skills to seduce you and uh, get you to <laughs> jump onto a podcast. And here's really what I thought. You want to know? This yep. fucking guy is going to quarantine. He would talk to fucking anybody. I'm getting them. I'm getting them. <laughs> you onto it. <laughs> I got nothing better, nothing better, nothing better to do, mate. The chat, you know, I like a good, I like a good chat anyway. I like to yarn. Good. I um, do, do you know uh, Jack de la Magdalena? Jack Mag- de la Magdalena. Oh Her- yeah, 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 yes, yeah, the Aussie fella, yes. And, and that's how. The, go ahead. Yeah, he was on the the was the Dana White contender series. Yeah, I've watched him a few times back home. Live. Goes good. Live. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. I wasn't there. No, I watched that. I watched that. Uh, where were we actually? Oh, no, I was home when I watched that. Uh, but that was before I, I headed over there. Okay. Oh, so but but had you ever seen him fight live in Australia? Oh, I have actually. Yes, I commentated one of his fights. Oh shit. Um, man, at AFC, I think it was, or Hex. Uh, I'm not can't remember which uh, promotion it was, but I remember watching him and then go, oh, man, this kid goes well. He had a very well rounded and. I've seen a lot of potential then, and uh, now he's uh, he obviously kicked ass on uh, Dana White Contender Series, so good on him. Yeah, he's Always, a tough... Uh, supporting the fellow Aussies. Sorry, mate, I've got this set up. Uh, I've got this because I've been doing a heap of media, and this is my spot. So I love it. Belt, I'm good with it. The Aussie flag. I love it. I love it. I, w- I wish I could ask you, like, a secret question that only me and Alexander knew to make sure to really prove that it's that I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah. um, he, I basically, what I was going to say about that guy is one, we can talk about him cause he's 171 pounds when he's sucked down. So I don't think you guys will ever be crossing paths unless you go up to your old weight. And, um, and I did the same thing with him. I saw he won the contender series and I'm like, Oh, these Australian guys are going into quarantine. They're for podcasters like me shooting fish in a barrel, right? Two weeks in the room. <laughs> they'll talk to anybody. <laughs> And he was great. He was a gentleman, and he's a savage. 
Yeah, no, he's a good dude. He's a good um, dude, and yeah, man, he can fight. So, my my. By the way, we're live right now on YouTube. My my crowd is primarily um, CrossFitters. I was an executive at CrossFit headquarters for 15 years from when it started to when it spread to 162 countries i no longer work there i'm retired i'm just a dad that has three kids two four-year-olds and a six-year-old and uh so so my crowd that follows me and watches my youtube channel my podcast i'm not sure how many of them really know who you are but it is fucking really remarkable who you are and it's it's in so I just like to let people know, um, he, he's pound for pound in the Ultimate Fighting, um, in in the UFC. He's pound for pound ranked number three. I didn't even know that, and but but it makes so much sense. Uh, Alexander is twenty three and one, and his only loss is to a guy who's one hundred and seventy one pounds and five foot ten, and it was super early in his career. And so to contextualize that, Alexander Alex is five six and fights at one hundred and forty five pounds. So you see that, like, I mean, you you could say he's twenty three and zero. Um, on top of that, there's only four guys in the history of this sport, and this is a hard sport, you guys. This thing is so damn hard; it's brutal. Not just the training, but the competition. And, and Alex is in a cat in a category with four other guys. He's in a category with Anderson Silva, with uh, Royce Gracie. With Khabib and Kamaru Usman is the only guy, uh, uh, one of only five guys in the history of the UFC to win his first ten fights in the UFC. Fucking nuts, nuts! It's nuts, dude. And then for those of you who are UFC fans, he beat Chad Mendez, who's a complete savage. And I got a question about that fight. Uh, of all the people who've ever hit you, that one um, shot he gave you in the first round looks like maybe the hardest I've ever seen anyone hit you. And the fact that you won that fight was nuts. Um, he beat Jose Aldo, who was considered the the best of all time, and then he beat Max Holloway twice, who then also was considered the best of all t- all time, and, and and no one could dispute that. I mean, Max is just like uh, was on another planet, and you beat him twice, and then and then you beat the the young unbeatable jujitsu superstar Brian Ortega, and you beat him up. I mean, it's just not a bad, not a bad re- uh, resume that was. Yeah. Holy shit, dude! It's nuts. <laughs> It's nuts. My so, uh, um, where's Josh? Someone in the comments just said, "Where's Josh?" So when I have fighters on, I sometimes have on my buddy Josh Bridges. He's the mm-hmm. one of the top ten best CrossFitters in the world, former Navy SEAL, and he's he had to do a dinner tonight. That fucking knucklehead. He had. To, he's <laughs> like, "Hey, can you switch the um the interview to six o'clock?" I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Hey, Alex, can you switch it from eight to six? I'm like, Josh, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and he's like, "I got to go to dinner with my coach." He did his first uh, amateur boxing match. And he's got to go to dinner with his his coach. But I'm just like, you're fucking nuts, dude. You're missing your <laughs> chance to make, meet Alex. Um, so tell me, oh, there he is. There's a there, look a little homage to our boy Josh Bridges, and he sells some great coffee. Do you drink coffee, Alex? I love my coffee, mate. I'm a I'm a big coffee dude, big coffee dude. So while we're in here, obviously we got got a little uh, pot machine here, but like I always got to get uh, mine uh, delivered. I'm a bit of a coffee snob, uh, <laughs> to be honest, but I do love my coffee. And what is your preferred go-to? Uh, man, uh, yeah, usually like cappuccinos or flat whites. I like it. I like the milk. I like my milk in my uh, coffee, and uh, I like them sort of sweet too. Oh, I don't do the sweet. Yeah, that's a, I'm a, I'm a big, I've got a big sweet too, especially after after uh, after my fights and that weight cutting and all that. I enjoy a. Uh, I enjoy a, a sugar or two in my coffee. You fight at 145? What do you walk around at? Man, uh, 
Oh mate, it's it's changed over the years. It's changed so much. I used to I used to get up to what would it be? So I'm trying to think because obviously I do uh, kilograms. So I used to get up to 86 kilograms. I weigh in for uh, featherweight, 66 kilograms, and then within a week or two, I used to get up to 86 kilograms. So this is how. And what's that? That is 180 over 185. So 180, we're doing 188 or something. I'll get to 188 like one or two weeks after 145. Um, so you, that's why I'm bringing that up to just show you like that's how much I used to fluctuate so much. It was, it was pretty incredible. Now, like through over time and, you know, trying to look after my body a little bit better and go not go as crazy, uh, I tend to, you know, usually stick around, um, you know, I won't go any more than 170. So I usually I'm a bit under that, maybe about 168, you know, 166 to 168 is usually – what I sit at um, outside of camp now, which is pretty good for me. Um, but yeah. And you kind of have it. What's kind of funny is you kind of have a tremendous weight loss story too, even though I, I don't think anyone couches it like this at 22 years old, you were uh, kind of a, a, a rugby star. Um, and uh, you were weighing 214 pounds, 214, often reported as 240. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that changes. That number changes a lot, especially uh, with uh, Joe Rogan, uh, uh, you get everyone always uh, on the, on the social media always uh, stirring up because I oh, heard he weighed four hundred pounds, uh, but uh, yeah, it was uh, two two hundred and fourteen was 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 the number that I was uh, sitting at for a while, which is a lot, man. You got to remember, I'm five foot six if I'm lucky. You know, I'm saying I'm five foot six. Like I'm talking, if I'm tight, if I'm uh, been sitting on the couch and my back's tight. I ain't touching one uh, five foot six. I'm, you know, I'm five foot five. But <laughs> on a nice loose day when I've uh, did a bit of yoga and stretched out, I'm about five foot six. So you could imagine me, two hundred fourteen pounds at like five foot six. You know, that's uh, it's you know, I was I was as wide as I was tall, mate. Like I was uh, literally just like a a solid rock. Uh, but um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, definitely changed. I did definitely look a lot different. My head was massive back in the day, but. Yeah, we do. we've turned that around. Obviously, uh, the whole lifestyle change and, uh, you know, obviously me just trying to be professional and stay a bit closer to my weight. Are you, are you happier at, um, I mean, at 214, putting on your shoes must not even be fun, right? Um, yeah, well, I used to play rugby league at that weight, so I still could move. I was still reasonably athletic for, for someone that size. But, yeah, you know what I mean? Obviously, I feel a lot better now. Um and yeah, yeah. Obviously, you know, look and feel a lot better, eating better. So you know, the fuel, you know, the fuel to the body, right? I'm a, I'm a professional athlete. You know, we need to take that serious. And the nutrition is uh, goes a long way, man. And you would know yourself, and most of your listeners would know that. Um, you know, nutrition is everything. And you know what I mean. And, and over my last couple of years, we've really fine tuned that and uh, make the results that you get. Not only weight cut, performance, performance in the in the gym training, you know what I mean? And like I used to do whatever I could to lose the weight. Yeah. It was all about losing weight. When now I've got a nutritionist on board, performance is where it's at. We need to perform in the gym. Yeah. We'll get the weight down. We'll get it down, but we need to perform. We need the carbs in between these sessions because we need that energy. I'm busting my ass. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like two, three times a day. And I mean, when I say busting ass, again, a lot of the CrossFitters uh, like you would understand that. Like we bust, our ass, you know what I mean? Not, not. <laughs> we don't take it easy, you know what I mean? So we need that energy. And, and uh, I, I used to sort of neglect 
that because I was so worried about the weight. Where now I'm, I'm losing the weight, so I'm, I'm bringing the fat down, holding the muscle, and I'm performing as good as ever in between uh, in between like uh, in sessions and in between my recovery. Everything is just on point, and that's made a massive difference. I, I, I want to propose something to you. I, I don't want it to become across offensive, but I think one of the reasons why you struggled with COVID was because of the carbohydrates in your diet. And I'm not saying that that you shouldn't eat them because, like you said, you're eating for performance. But I mm-hmm. think um, carbohydrates, are, I think people who eat carbohydrates, are the, I think it affects their immune system s- like significantly. And then the other thing I think is because you push your body so hard, right? I mean, the weakest immune systems in the world are the Tour de France guys, right? Just living off of carbohydrates. But I mean, they're obviously skinny as shit. But I mean, you, 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 pu- you pushed your... Some people will be like, hey, how, how the, this thing must be really fucking serious. Look at one of the greatest athletes walking the planet today, Alexander Volkanovsky, got it really bad. And my thought to them is, is like, dude, he's, he's a Formula One race car. He can't even fucking hit. If he hits a pot, I mean, if he hits a pothole, I mean, he's really pushing his body to the fucking limits. Do you think yeah. there's any truth to that? Oh, mate, there, there, there is truth. I don't know about the science behind uh, the carbohydrates, but then you're talking about the – It puts insulin uh, in, your, in your bloodstream. And when yeah. insulin gets in your bloodstream, if, if um, all the white blood cells have trouble fighting anything, basically, there's a ton of the, the T cells and the NK cells, natural killer cells and T cells, the white blood cells. Every time you eat carbohydrates or, you know, it turns to sugar and then you have to, your body releases insulin, which is a hormone into your bloodstream. And then it fucking, re, it's like a traffic jam. It's like a traffic jam. Okay. Well, there you go. So yeah, like, a, uh, I'm not, not too, too aware of that, but I mean, so, but again, like obviously uh, performance is, is important. But yes, what what you're saying with uh, you know me actually getting it, I was, uh, and you know like you just said, like training really hard. Yeah, so I I would have I must have got um, in contact with someone or whatever it is that that passed it to me. I would I was obviously not aware. I was in America at the time a week earlier than usual. So usually we go five week and we don't need to train hard. But I was there two weeks before, so I still had my last week of training, which is my hardest week. Yeah, so we want to peak at the right time, right? So we were like absolutely putting that work in while my body was probably fighting this infection, yeah, fighting the the, the symptom of the COVID. Uh, so that's why you know end up r- rattling me pretty good. Uh, you know, Your recovery is insane, though. What's that? Sorry. Your recovery is insane. Yeah. Well, uh, as in uh, after that. I mean, yeah, I mean, look at you, a couple of the other guys who've gotten it in the UFC who were just amazing athletes. Also, the the, the guy, the Russian guy who's the freak of nature, the guy who fights 171 and 185. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he got it and like there was it was retirement talk. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, and, it's man, like the scar tissue in the lungs is was definitely a scale, something that we were very worried about. And you have to take take it serious. So even ease him back into training. We had to literally ease back into training with some people. I think they. They try and go back too soon while their lungs are, got the scar tissue and while they're, they're damaged. Uh, and then they go back to training and then and then that's what, what sort of that like that's what leads to, you know, the, the, the more damage on the lungs, which but I mean we had the UFC and and doctors, you know, make sure it was clear that we, we took our time getting back into training. Like let's start off because obviously it got in my lungs. So I had the pneumonia and the infection was getting worse and worse. So I had to get on strong medication for that. But uh, yeah, like I said, getting back into training, we had to just, you know, ease our way back in. And I did. I followed, uh, you know, the program they gave me. I, I followed that to a T. I didn't want to cut, take any shortcuts uh, just purely because, you know, this, I'm a f- professional athlete and I need to look after myself. So I did that. And 
sure enough, uh, you know, by the time I started get picking the training back up, I was okay. I, I had it a couple of weeks ago. I continued my strenuous workout regimen of um, <laughs> taking care of my kids, driving the minivan, All right. <laughs> doing riding the riding the assault bike for ten to twenty minutes a day. Um, as a, another thing, I'd like to let people know: his first four UFC fights. Um, sorry, his first four amateur fights. Alex's first four amateur fights. If you combined all the time that those fights lasted, they didn't even last one round. And then he became a professional. And um, the, what's that jump like from the amateur to the professional level? Is it a monster jump in terms of the skill level? Um, yeah, I still I believe it is. Like nowadays, uh, I don't know. I don't know now. Because now, you're getting a lot of people that are staying amateur a bit longer. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure if it's, it's changed now. But back in the day, I did feel like it was a, a pretty big jump. People would have a couple of... Uh, Amateur, because it wasn't a massive sport, so they'll have a, a couple of amateur fights, if that, and go pro to try and make some money. You know what I mean? Where now people are taking it serious, they're going to ease it, they want to get as much training as they can, as they can, and, and whatnot. So you're seeing some of the amateur level fighters, um, even local scene. Like when I when I watch them uh, here in Australia, like it's mate, like it, it's it's high caliber. You know, they're looking really good. So the, the jump now, I feel, uh, isn't as big as it was. Uh, back then when I took that jump because you went from guys that are really beginners uh, and then two guys that are, you know, either, you know, they, they can. Obviously, some people are going pro early, but, I mean, if you fight someone that knows what they're doing, it's a, it's a big jump. And I was the type of guy that, you know, I started this sport late. So I wanted to fast track my way through everything. So I wanted big fights. I wanted guys that were good. I didn't want guys that, you know, I, I was meant to be type thing so i'll take on guys like my first professional fight you i had a guy that had six fights you know what i mean in a division that i should wow. never have been in you know what i mean so that was uh, the like 171 the you were in the welterweight was that welterweight that was welterweight yeah so i had uh, my first uh four fights or th- yeah four fights was that welterweight so i won the first three um and again all of them were 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 tough guys really really good fighters at the time, I didn't need to fight guys like that, but that's just the guy I am. And again, in the division, I should never have been in. And then I ended up fighting. For my fourth fight, my only loss was against the power for power number one in Australia. Um, it was a tournament. That's Corey, had, Corey uh, Nelson? Is that Corey Nelson. And yeah. I had the favorite straight up. Very early in my career, again, a weight I should never have been in. The, against uh, the guy that was uh, the number one guy in Australia, everyone was talking about, you know. So it was uh, obviously a silly fight, but I mean, it was they were the fights I wanted. And I was in a tournament, and I wanted to win this tournament, and I, I drew him first. So, uh, but I mean, I was still competitive for for someone that you know. Obviously, everyone just wrote me straight off, but I was still reasonably competitive. But he got the win, so uh, that one's uh, going to always be on my my record forever. But obviously, I've looked, I'm looking way past that, and uh, not worried about that. But we're on a twenty twenty five win streak now, and we'll just keep that rolling. That's what it is. It's twenty fight win streak. Twenty fight win streak. Yeah. Damn, and ten in the UFC. In the UFC, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder after you get this eleventh win, who 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 you who you push off that list of Royce, Khabib, Camaro, and Anderson Silva. Man, yeah, it's not. Um, you. I think you put on a hundred thousand Instagram followers this this weekend. This week, after the after the fight, yeah, I did. So that was a man. Again, it's this is a, it's it's crazy. You know what I mean? This sport is is crazy. You can. You can be a superstar overnight. 
you know what I mean, with the platform they have on the UFC and, you know, you got ESPN and whatnot, like, you go out there and you have a highlight reel finish, the next couple of weeks, it's just on replay. Everyone, all social media, everyone's talking about it. It just keeps getting shared and, and you know, everyone's talking about it. People are interested. They look into it, you know what I mean? And and that's why, like, uh, it's it's massive, you know what I mean? Like, and that's why this sport, it's it's so much different to a, a lot of uh, other sports. Like, you know what I mean? You you can go and be the best, you know what I mean? And, and people are going to, you know what I mean? You get the best basketball players and they're hyped up. Everyone loves them because they're the best, you know what I mean? Same in a lot of other sports. You... You, you praise them for being the best, but, I mean, our sport is a little different. It's um, You need to sometimes do more than just win, do more than just be the best. You can prove you're the, you're better than these guys, but you don't do it in wild fashion. Some people, they, they forget quickly. And, uh, you know, it, again, it's a little bit different. So, But, I mean, that's that's just how our sport is, and you've got you to understand that. I understand that now. So this last fight was uh, I wanted to get the finish, but I wanted to go out there and I wanted to – I wanted to work. I wanted to entertain. I wanted to go out there, enjoy myself, and put on a show for everyone, um, which is sort of new for me, to be honest. But I enjoyed it. Absolutely loved it. Even them, everyone booing me, obviously having a, I'm flying this flag through, and you know what I mean. You go. They were people of, were booing you. A lot, yeah. Everyone was booing me. I had a, everyone booing oh. me, but I loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. Just everything about it. I didn't even um, notice you know, that on TV. I didn't even notice uh, that. It was yeah. It was it was loud. It was, he definitely got the cheers, and I was getting the boos. But I mean, it was. That changed at the end of it. It was nothing but respect for both of us. So that's how quickly you can change people's uh, opinion just in 25 minutes. Sometimes you had it don't a, even take that. You had a tough road. I, I mean, I mean, I only, I only know. I watch, I watch UFC every Saturday. Um, I, I feel like you had a really tough road to hoe because Max Holloway was such a huge fan favorite. No one wanted to see him lose. He was so sweet. He was so cool. He was so kicked back. You know, he was just, and then you came in and you beat him. You know what I mean? You kind of beat like everyone's champion and then you rematched him and you beat him again. And then Brian Ortega, the same thing. Um, everyone loved him. He was saying all the great shit, but then something happened in the ultimate fighter. I don't know what, I don't know what happened to him. He wasn't the same guy that like we had been introduced to by the UFC for all the years prior before he was all about helping the kids and the humble guy. And then all of a sudden, and I had never watched the ultimate fighter before. This was the first season where I watched the whole thing. And I was like, Holy shit. Like, and that's really when you won my heart in that show. And, and, and Brian did, I don't think he did himself any favors. Like, I mean, I know it's just TV. I know it's just, but I, either they edited it that way, but I don't think he did himself any favors. And uh, by, by the end, I was like, holy shit, man. Like, I, I think I'm jumping off the, like, I think I'm getting on the Volkanovsky train. I mean, Look, I'm just man, telling it's a you. Like, yeah, it's a tricky one. It is a tricky one. So that's something that I had me thinking the whole time as well. I was like, uh, while we're doing it, you know, he, he doesn't like confrontation. He's not good under confrontation. Mr. Ortega. You know? Mr. Ortega, he doesn't like it. That's why he's never been the type to do it. And obviously, I was we were trying to have a bit of fun with it, and I was trying to stir the pot and have a bit of fun with it. So I'll put him under the pump a little bit, and you know he would probably just try and say the right thing at the time, and end up you know sounding pretty douchey. Yeah, and like some people just didn't like it. You know what I mean? But whether I had a lot to play with that, you know what I mean? Obviously, I was trying to stir the pot, get in his head, trying to split him and his team, and uh, you know just again play the games and do all that type of stuff. So whether I played a big part in that. Maybe I'm obviously looking for things to dislike the guy and all that. You know what I mean? I was I, I don't usually do that. This time I did. Uh, you know what I mean? Just to to just build build some fire, anger, and you know build up some hype. So it was definitely different. But I mean, uh, again, I said some things. 
Um, you know, he, he tried not to get too caught up in it uh, while we're doing the press conferences and all that type of stuff. All most words were said on my half. Um, but again, then you go and you fight him, and he showed a lot of heart and all that. You know what I mean? I said, uh, you know, I see weakness and all this type of stuff, and you know, I was gonna, I was gonna expose him there, and I almost did, and he, he was able to, you know, come back strong and, and, and turn that around. So he won my respect. I had some things to say, and. You know, I, I take I, I take them back. I do take them back. I feel like uh, I feel like yeah, again, you know, you, you sit there and like you said, uh, a lot of people probably change their opinion on him. Um, but whether my games had something to do with that, maybe did. You know what I mean? Because you know, again, he's not a bad human being. Um, I guess I try to stir him up and get in between his uh, team and him and act like he doesn't care and all that. And then he'll try and defend himself and sometimes say the wrong thing. Uh, and then uh, that just added to it. So it was a, it was a tricky one. But again, again, there was a bit of a, a bit of hate and dis. You know, I would say hate was a word, but maybe a dislike. But uh, now uh, the respect's there after what his, we shared his, in that octagon. Yeah, the respect's there. His story was kind of like, uh, "Hey, I'm coming up from the hood. I'm working hard. Nothing was given to me in life. I want to pay pay it forward." And then by the time the Ultimate Fighter was there, he was the kid who was too cool for school. You know, just a little too cool, like. Like, you know. Yeah, well, just, well just, that's a, again, that's sort of obviously I was talking about, you know, being professional and all that. That's why a lot of that stuff, yeah, again, that doesn't make you a, a bad human being. But, I mean, right. I'm a professional and that's what I live by. You know, I'm going to call you out on that. And, you know, some people are going to, you know, say the right things. Yeah, I do this, you know, I'm professional and that. And, if, and some people are, but they're going to say that. But if uh, if I notice you aren't, I'm going to call you out on it. So that's why I was calling him out on it, and 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 that's that. So it was yeah, I was a bit of uh, I had a few things to say leading up to the fight. But again, I guess my opinions maybe changed a little bit uh, from what we shared in the in the octagon. After after every fight, I guess this is hard since you've had so many fights. Are there fights where after the fight you're like, holy shit, I had no idea I was that tough. Are there moments during the fights where you're like fighting a dude and you're like, God damn, I'm tough? No, nah, I've always knew that, man. Like it's you did. I've always, I guess, again, like in the gym, put myself in positions that a lot of people don't want to put themselves. You know what I mean? Like uh, when we talk about being comfortable in uncomfortable situations, how uncomfortable people get themselves. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm the type of guy that. <laughs> I get real uncomfortable, you know what I mean? And it's always – and it's never going to be comfortable. But I, the, I'm going to change that that saying and say it's not be comfortable in uncomfortable positions. It's ex- accepting uncomfortable positions. Mm, okay, It I is like going to stay uncomfortable. I'm going to be uncomfortable. I trust some of the sessions we do, I'm not comfortable at all, you know what I mean? But I've accepted it. I've accepted it and I'm still looking forward. I'm still looking at what needs to be done. Yeah, I'm, I'm – I'm barely able to get back to my feet, but I'm going to do it. And I've got a guy that's about to take me down. I'm going to defend it. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've accepted this uncomfortable feeling, but I mean, I still need to, I still need to move forward. I still need to play what's in front of me. So I've, 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 I've put myself in that situation time and time again that, that uh, I understand that, that, you know, I just accept these things. And when you're in the fight, again, I've got a job to do. Like, even though, I, you know, someone can, hurt me so bad i don't look at the pain the pain's nothing to me it's it's what i can and can't do at the time you know if they hit me with a good shot and i lose my vision that's a problem i can't see you hit me with something and it hurts i don't give a shit 
You know what I mean? I don't care. You can hurt me. It's all good. I can still see you. I can still do what I'm doing. You know mm. what I mean? So I'm, I'm all good. So you don't, I don't feel pain. I don't care about the pain in the heat of the moment. Again, uh, a worry in that guillotine, all right. You're at a stage where like, shit, I don't care how tough I am. No more oxygen and blood to the brain. Lights out, fight over. Don't care how tough you are. So we need to do something. So in that situation when I felt like shit was going different colours and that, I'm like, uh-oh, we need to make space, you know what I mean? So it wasn't about, oh, no, oh, no, this is it. Like I had to the moment like, please don't tell me this is it. You know, I thought of my family and all that type of stuff. Uh, I was thinking of that and it gave me that drive to just try that extra bit harder. So it was never a fact that, oh, no, let's see if I can survive and not do nothing. Like just hopefully he gets tired. It was – why oh, did shit, he let go? Good. Let's Why? let's make let's make space. Why did he let go? Uh he knew it was a there was a couple of adjustments that I made, uh, freed me, and then he noticed once I got a decent angle and got my chin under his arm, he knew that the choke wasn't there. So he let go because obviously he would have been getting tired anyway. But the fact that uh, you know I, I end up defending and get myself to a better position because he done well. He locked it up and he had a deep everything: his hips, his legs, his arms, my head my body and his body were in the perfect position for him to finish that choke. Yeah, you guys look like very you were... good at He was very good at holding that position. So it took me a lot to sort of loosen that. But, I mean, once I got the hips a little bit away from me, um, I made that little bit of space here, pulled on his hand enough to make that little bit of space there. He realized it because, he, again, he, he knows that position. He's been there a million times. He knows when it's, when it's on. And he knew that was on. And that's why he couldn't believe it. He, he didn't get it. And then once it was off, he knew exactly when it was off. Damn. Um, did, you, did you talk to him about that afterwards at all? Did you guys have any exchange in there? I like, talked to him say- on uh, Instagram as well like, afterwards. And you know, even he's calling him. He's like, mate, he, goes, he calls me Houdini. He goes, I call you Houdini. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck you got out of that submission. And I'm like, mate, it was deep. <laughs> Let me tell you, it was deep. You had me working in there. But, yeah, um, but yeah it was uh, – yeah, like, again, I just, yeah, again, obviously it was respect. There was different lean going in, but halfway through the fight, you've seen that, you know, even though we had our little alpha moments, we were standing each other face to face. Um, you know, that, again, that was it. And then that third round happened. And then for him to get up, and again, like after that third round, he he didn't, you know, I thought he didn't want to come back out. I was, he was waiting for the round. I don't think he wanted to come back out either. I don't he was think waiting he for them. Like he's like, I'm never gonna quit. I'm never gonna tell them I'm done. Uh-huh. But I mean, surely they can see I'm done. Yeah. Um. So he's there, and and that was happening. So I thought he's done. Like even now, even though they let him fight, he's got that in his head. Like he's done. He's hoping that the, you know I'm, or he's that he is that delirious because he's that busted up. It's gonna be a walk in the park. The bell go like eventually they give him the extra minute. Uh, which I was a bit dirty on, but anyway. Uh, so he comes back out, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to put it on him. And then he was he was back in the fight. I still seen his sharp. His footwork was still there. He was still trying to counter me. So I was like, man, this bloke's back into it. So I had to be a little bit careful again. So it was um, – and then after the fourth round, same thing. Thought he was done. And then he comes back and, and probably stronger than he did in the, any of the other rounds. So damn, that's what I mean. You, he ended up earning my respect uh, as the fight went on. Yeah, crazy. You you didn't um let me ask you this. You're not going to want to answer this, but would a lesser of man tapped um I do want to answer this cuz it's Okay. <laughs> again, I'm not the type 
I'm not the type to talk myself up, you know what I right. mean? Like, uh, but at the end of the day, I've got the belt, I'm the champ, I'm you know, doing this stuff, I'm allowed to, I'm yep. allowed to, I'm allowed to be real. Uh, yep. Mate, like, again, not many people could be in that position and get themselves out of that position or as long as last as they did. Like I said, like, it was, it was deep. And I tried everything I could before it got so deep, I tried everything I could to get out of that. And it still got that deep. A lot of people would have just thought I tried, like you know what I mean. And now it's going out, and then they'll either tap it because they can't breathe anymore, um, or they just let themselves go out. They might have them to tell themselves that I can't get out of this, but there's no way I'm tapping. But I'll just go out then. In that position, not many people will even think it was possible to fight for an extra couple of seconds. You know, no one, not many people could do that. So again, like that's something I do believe that there's. <laughs> and you're hearing a lot of people say it. You're Joe Rogan and all that. Like 99.99 people that has ever lived wouldn't get out of that situation. And man, like I want to say I believe that because yeah. again, it was you watch back the tape, and I know the I know the position I was in. You know what I mean? Like uh, you know, I, I feel like there's not many people alive that that could actually do that. Not saying you- that everyone would have tapped. Right. They would have went to sleep. Oh right. Or they were they would have tapped, but in other words, they still would have gave up. They would have understood that there was nowhere else to go. There was nothing else I could do. What else can I do now? Like I, I did everything and it still wasn't enough. But for me, I'm just oh, I'm going to keep trying that anyway. That's where I was at. I tried. I was in the deepest position you could be. I only had limited things I could do. It still wasn't working. Most people would give up there and be like, shit, tap or. We go out. But me, I was like, no, I'm going to keep doing it. It's either I do go out, but I'm going to keep fighting till till that happens. Would you have done that if that was your first fight or a championship fight? Is that just who you are? Like, no matter what? Like, let's say. That's who I am. I told you before about the type of guy I am in the gym, uh, about the positions I put myself in. Um, I'm constantly putting myself in, in positions. You know, we talk about uncomfortable. Like, I have been in that guillotine that many times in camp. A lot of people. Like they'll they'll start going into the the, the guillotine and again I'm probably getting into too much detail. Now. No, no, you're not. But they'll no, they'll not. go into they'll go into that position and and fight. So try to prevent these positions from happening. I I do that, but I put myself in the deepest position these guys can get. I go, I want a deep, go get a deep, get a deep, get a deep, then I defend. So I'm constantly putting myself. That's what in the you sound like. My wife, you sound like my wife when you do that. Yeah, so that's a you, you get what I mean. So that's again when I sorry, about, that's a fourteen year old boy in me. He, I just can't get rid of him. <laughs> that's all good. Uh, but yeah, again, mate, it was a, it was definitely it's just preparation, mate. Like again, it's it's what I've it's the type of guy I am, and, and why I'm like that is maybe you know people want to ask me, you're like, well, what what made you who you are today? What made you this resilient guy that doesn't stop, never quit attitude? How? I know why. I know why. How? Because your mom is Greek yeah. and your dad is from northern Macedonia. I, I was actually and you are the gonna, reincarnation of uh, Alexander the Great. Well, you know what? I was actually going to go in there. You know, I was actually <laughs> going to go there and say, "Do it." People ask where to come from, and then you talk about life experiences. Yeah, you could say it's in my blood, warrior blood. You know, the Macedonian shout out Macedonia. Shout out to Greece. You could yeah, say that. And let right, me tell you, your mom's people have been through some fucked up shit. Yeah, yeah. The Greeks have been really persecuted over the time, but go on, sorry. 
yeah, you're right. But I mean, uh, so obviously, you know, people say you got the warrior blood and, and, and whatnot. But I mean, not just that. Growing up, uh, you know, hard working family. Um, obviously, you know, they did whatever they could to, to, you know, for us. And you know, they're always working. So there was times where they were working many hours, and we had to even fend for ourselves in a way. When I say fend for ourselves. You know, cook my my own dinner, or like get myself to school, or you know, you know, do things like that. While they're 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 trying to make a get put food on the table. So uh, you know, there was a even. Just Are your parents that, still so together? That, Are your parents still together? Uh no, they're not. No, but um, you know, so being being through that as at a young age, uh, so getting a bit of resilience there through through things like that, and then through sports. Uh, just the type of uh, person my, my father is and my mother is, you know, very strong-willed uh, people. Having that and not for me, so so I have to I have to say it was before I started sports, something was built in me. Uh, but again, I feel like that was it. I wasn't born with it. I don't believe. Whether you could say it's I believe that that was something that was uh, built in me. You know, what I mean, I like to say that I wasn't born; I was built. You know, what I mean, it's a it's a saying that <laughs> it's a saying one of my mates used to say. It's yeah, a bit of a laugh. But I mean, again, I don't think uh, I don't. I think you I earned everything. Hey, yeah, I think you've earned it's from from the little bit of from the little bit I know about how human beings become. The t- talent is 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 a bit of a myth, and I, I believe that you've built everything. Now, of course, you know, there's genetics: ten feet tall, six feet tall, four feet tall. But yeah. I mean, it's clearly your your work ethic. At so twelve, years, to get the, is that better? I'm trying to just get blurry for some reason. My phone. Oh, well, <laughs> trying to get the hey, focus back in. Oh yeah, you look good. You look good. Okay. I sweet. think I think our what happened is I think our internet connection something happened to your internet connection, so oh, it, okay. like it downrezzed or something. Um, uh, Juan Lamb made a comment. What the fuck? How did Sevon get Volkanovski in here? Hey Juan, how about you eat a dick? Next question. <laughs> um, uh, there's actually a bunch of nice comments. I just, I just like yelling it to people in the comments. Um, <laughs> tons of positive stuff. The champ is here. Amazing work. Thanks for coming on the show, Alex. So tons of great stuff. Um, at 12 years old, you won the Greco, um, Roman wrestling national title. Tell, t- what, tell me about that. How do you do that at 12 years old? How did you get into wrestling? Tell me about that kind of that journey. Actually, getting into wrestling was a, was a was a weird one. So uh, I so I was playing uh, soccer at the time. I think soccer. How old yeah, soccer. Uh, yeah, it would have been a uh, yeah eleven and that or eleven years old maybe eleven twelve. Um, <clears throat> and I remember going to uh, what do we call it? Police boys club. So it was like a youth group. I don't know if you have that in, in over there, or, but um, yeah, police boys club. So they go there and they had a games night. It was called a games night. So uh, everyone would go there and then they'll play sports and, and or whatever. They used to go, they have a sausage sizzle and, and whatnot. And then they would finish with wrestling. I'm from California. That's something totally different here. The sausage sizzle, but different show. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yep. That's what yep. I, was, I was thinking. Sausage, yep. sausage sanger. So it's a, yeah, just like a barbecue anyway. I'd have a barbecue and play games and then they would have wrestling. At it. And uh, I just would, would wrestle because they had a wrestling club at the, at every police boys club. And so I had a couple of matches there and I did really good. And the coach was was like, the guy that was there was, mate, you need to come in and uh, train. You're really good at this. So I decided to do that. That's where the wrestling come in, just from uh, having, a go, uh, having a go at it and, and uh, 
you had the coach go, oh, mate, you're good at this. <laughs> Give it a crack. So I went there and started uh, training and I, I was good. I was actually really good. I think I, I wish I sort of pursued that uh, a bit longer because um, I definitely felt like I could have went a long way. I only did it for maybe two years, uh, if that. Um, and, uh, you know, I was a national champion and whatnot. And, you know what I mean? I, I was versing people because I've always been a heavy set guy. So I've always versed people. Uh, I would compete against guys twice the size of me, uh, a lot older, a lot older at the time. Like I would have been 12. They would be 14, 16, which is a big difference at that age. Huge, huge. But um, but I would still beat all these guys. So I was sort of known around the area like, well, there's that kid that beats up all the older people. You know what I mean? Like, so uh, I've always, I've always uh, had something in me. Um, but yeah, yeah. So that was a big part. But then, uh, you know, I think I got over wearing the tights, uh, and I wanted to play football with the mates. So uh, rugby league. So that's when I, I played rugby league. So I got over that pretty quick. But I mean, I wish I stuck to it because I believe I was really good at it. Are are you are you nice, Alex? Are you nice, man? Am I nice? Yeah. I don't I like. Uh, yeah, man. Oh, hopefully that's coming across throughout <laughs> throughout interview. I don't know, but I mean, uh, yeah, man. Like again, I'm a. I'm a, you know, I've always been a pretty uh, easygoing type of guy, uh, pretty friendly fella, easy to talk to, you know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah, I think uh, it's funny you say that because, uh, again, it, it's tough because I've always been the type of guy that, you know, I'm always going to give people the benefit of the doubt. I'm always worried about offending people and all that. And I used to let that take over too much, to be honest. I was, if anything, too far, like, that way, you know what I mean, where, again, like, I would, I would never mean to offend anyone, but... I'll be like, I'll write a post and I'll be worried. Oh, what if they take it this way? Clearly it doesn't mean that, but they might take the worry. You know what I mean? I was so worried about offending people and all that. And it used to take over my life too much. Uh, where now I understand that I'm a, I'm a genuine bloke. I'm a cool dude. I don't need to worry about offending people. If people are going to be offended, it's probably them. They'll, you, you know, they're probably going to be offended by what I said anyway. They probably hated me and didn't like me anyway, so I can't try and please everyone. I've always been a people pleaser, try and please everyone. And that's impossible. It's impossible. And I've come to realise that where now I can be myself, I can be a bit more real, but I mean, even me being more real and saying, having what I want to say, I still feel like I come across like a half decent person. I hope so. If not, Dude, sorry. you come across so, you come across <laughs> so fucking nice. Um, I, I, I like, there's a message you continuously send um, that, hey, I'm just a regular guy and if I can do this, anybody can do this. And I think that's a great message for all of humanity. How old are you? 33. Just turned 33 last week. And you've been doing MMA for 10 years? Yeah, about 10 years. So I started when I was 22 years old. So there's a there, there there's a good example for you. Yeah, uh, a, a normal human being, like I said, I started this sport at 22 years old. And uh, now I'm UFC champion chasing goat status. You know what I mean? So it's a... Uh, Again, when people, yeah, I've always been strong. You know, maybe, uh, you know, if anything that I could say that separated me from people is being strong. I've always been a strong type of guy. But then you have. What do you mean? What do you mean strong? What do you mean strong? What do you mean strong? Like, like you can. What do you mean strong? Like you can carry all the groceries inside strong, or you mean like strong up here? I can carry a fair few uh, uh, plastic bags of (laughs) groceries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, yeah, like all that. I've always been very strong at arm wrestling and. Uh, you know, wrestling obviously was just strong for for my age for that. But I mean, in saying that, you know, what do you have to 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 show for that? You know, it could be upbringing. You know what I mean? The you know the type of it could be certain things that I did, or obviously it could be in your blood as well. But not freakishly strong. Whereas in 
You know what I mean? It's not like it was something like, again, like I'm not athletically gifted where I can jump over tables. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like that. You know what I mean? You watch me hit pads, I look like most people hitting pads. Uh, you know, you get guys that look way more. Oh, I don't know. I don't me. know. I don't agree with that. You hit it's, hard but as I mean, shit. Look, uh, you hit hard as shit. Yeah, of course. Of course. But I mean, again, uh, so does a lot of people. A lot of people hit hard. Right. But I mean, uh, th- but that's not why I'm winning fights. Uh, you talk about fight IQ, uh, be always being fit, always being ready, uh, being composed. You know, a lot of these things can can be done through preparation. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I truly do believe that. You know what I mean? And again, you look at me. You know, they talk about striking, wrestling, all of it. I put it all together, and I can beat anywhere, anyone. The the, the greatest jujitsu guys, I can beat them at their own game. The greatest wrestlers, I can beat them at their own game. Greatest strikers, I can beat them at their own game through strategy, game planning, uh, good cardio. You know, all that type of stuff. So it's uh, a lot more goes into it than is just is fighter being IQs. athletically gifted. Yeah, is fighter IQ um, situational awareness? Is that like, uh, is that all of it, or is that just a piece of it? There's, there's a lot that goes into that. You know what I mean? Uh, there's a, uh, you know, body. You know, even just positional, the mechanics of your body and putting your body in the right position. Something like you can't even think about that. You don't have time to think about that. You know, your body just needs to know. You know what I mean? I guess through preparation, you know, understanding the body, putting yourself in all types of different situations where. Your body learns to know where it needs to be to be in a based position. You know what I mean? It's the same as when you do a deadlift or whatever it is. Your body needs to be in a good position for you to be at your strongest point and lift that weight. You know, what I mean? it's the same as whatever position you're in. When someone's trying to take you down, your feet needs to be in the right position. You know what I mean? Even when you're striking, your, your range needs to be at the right position. All this type of stuff. So you need to know, have an understanding of that. Um, have an understanding of that, but not just that. You know, play what's in front of you while working a game plan, while yeah. getting reads. Uh, again, I don't know why. Why can I do all these things? Uh, you know what I mean. I, I believe it does separate me from the rest. There's not many fighters I can do all that at once, uh, but I've proved that that I can. You know, I mean, not only I can put a puzzle in front of someone, I can put a puzzle in front of them, keep a high pace, read what what they're giving back, take that information, capitalize on it. You know what I mean? All that while so much is happening. While all this is happening, I'm somehow getting reads and letting him, you know, fight my fight. So it goes real deep. But, I mean, for people to really understand what's happening there, you know, it would take me a long time to to sort of explain that. Um, when, you would, when you would go to your sporting events when you were a kid, did your parents attend them? Yeah, yeah, my parents said whenever, whenever they could. Again, you know, my dad was uh, concreting every day and, and whatnot, and mum uh, owned uh, restaurants and things like that. But, but yeah, they'll come whenever they could. Did you have siblings? Yeah, that 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 helps too. You know what? I'll be honest. That helps <laughs> having a having a. I was the youngest. I was the youngest. I have an older brother, um, uh, and uh, two two sisters. So my brother and my sister are twins, and then I got an older sister. And my oh, older shit. sister used to beat me up a little bit too. So me and my brother used to wrestle, do your WWE, WWF type stuff all through, uh, you know, my, my parents' bed, uh, breaking uh, heaps of beds and getting ass kicks for, you know, getting our ass kicked for that. So, uh, you know, again, you talk about your upbringing and then things like that come into play, you know, being roughened up, you know, with you and your brother, you know, just being, you know what I mean, all that type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? A lot of it comes into play. And, uh, again, having an older brother and trying to compete with him the whole time. Having my older sister, sisters, and all of them picking on me, and me having something to prove my whole life, 
You know what I mean? I need to prove my worth. Uh, you know what I mean? And then my brother, you know, not picking on me, but I mean, like, you know, we'll do that and I'll try and hold my own and, you know, things like that. So uh, it made me who I am. Is there, is there anything, um, any deeper pathology or something that's really driven you like, 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 like someone passed away or someone called you a name or the principals told you in front of the whole school, um, Alex will never amount to anything. Is there any like memory that you're like, I'm going to fucking hold on to this thing and drive this thing to the end? Like just some, some, like, like you mentioned, there's, go ahead. There's one, uh, like, a, and I don't, there's no malice behind this. There's no, uh, you know, there's no anger towards them, but it was, I had like, obviously people that cared about me and me and my wife, yeah, me and Emma and Emma would have like her relatives, not even her relatives, like close friends of ours while I was chasing the dream. Right. So while you're chasing the dream, like, let's remember this sport ain't financially forgiving. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not, especially when you're going through the local scene and on your rise up. So we were struggling. There was a lot of sacrifices made for me chasing this dream. And you would have a lot of people that would talk to the wife and even myself, like, you know, how long are you going to chase this dream for? You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you, you can't live at your parents' house forever. You've got a kid, uh, you know, your daughter, you know what I mean? Like, when are you going to get a real job so you can look after your family? So these people were saying it's because they cared and not having an understanding of, what I'm capable of, of not even knowing the sport. You've got to remember that at the time the sport wasn't that big in our country. So they're like, what sport is this? You haven't made it yet. How long are you willing to chase this? How, how long are you going to, you know, willing to, you know, I've, you know, I was renting my house out uh, while I lived at my parents' house, you know what I mean, and, and things like that. Oh, just to I, chase know. The dream. I know. You know what I mean? How are you doing this? Yeah, how long are you going to do this for? So, again, they're doing it out of love. But, I was like, you know, I never took a offense to it, but I was always like, you, you'll see, you'll see. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. Again, it wasn't, it wasn't a like, fuck you, I'm going to prove you wrong. It was more just, I understand you're, you're caring, but you will understand soon. You'll so understand you used soon. it as, as healthy pressure too, I guess. You used yes, it exactly to be right. like healthy pressure. I would even do that. And I'll, I'll tell myself that. And I use that. I'd be like, I'm going to be in the UFC by the, by the time I had my firstborn, you know, I put pressure on myself. I do things like that. I didn't do that. That killed me. Absolutely killed me. I was, uh, you know, I wasn't in the UFC. I made a promise to myself I'll be in the UFC looking after my firstborn child. It didn't happen. Shit. You know what I mean? I got Did you ever say that out I mean? loud or was that just in your head? Did you ever say that out loud? Uh, no, to myself. That was in my Yourself. head. Okay. You okay. know what I mean? That was, that was in my head. I might have mentioned it to the wife. I was like, we need to be in the UFC. Uh, but, you know what I mean? It didn't happen. But, again, there was moments where you're like, man, what do we do? So there was times where I was like, all right, I'm going to have to do both. I need to work now. I need to concrete. So I was concreting and being a world champion outside of UFC, waiting for the UFC contract. Uh, you were then, fighting you know, and concreting? Yes. Yeah, I was fighting. So full-time fighter while I was concreting in between. So, again, like I'm a very driven person, especially when it comes to family. You talk about what my, my main motivation is family. Yeah, I mentioned about that was a moment that I was like, oh, I'll show you, but my real drive is my family. So again, like uh, I've got, I've got a, a family to feed, right? What so, do you yeah, got? What do you got? You got a wife. You got a wife. Concrete, but I need money. I need money. Well, yeah, I got a wife and two kids now. So, uh, but again, sacrificed a lot. Um, stuck to it. Believed in myself. Luckily, from the support from my wife, she believed in me, and uh, we chased the dream. And now look. You got it. Is that real? 
That's is the that real a, one. Yeah. Is that a real belt? That's my real belt. Yeah. Are you really Alex Volkanovsky? <laughs> That's the real belt. Oh, Juan, go fuck yourself. He wrote back. He wrote back. I love this. See, some people just like getting yelled at, right? They just need a little bit of abuse. Um, I want to go. I want to go back even even younger, or, or or maybe it's older. What sport that wasn't the martial arts translated to? We were talking about fighter IQ and just just your comfortableness and, and your grit and, and your ability to see and comprehend and put it all together while it's happening. What sport do you think? Um, did you harness did you did you kind of uh cultivate some of those skills that now you bring into the ring that that you didn't even know what you were cultivating them for your future as a fighter that that's that's a good point uh there was there's a lot of uh tools that i had rugby league would be uh the sport probably uh that comes to mind when you say that but there's a lot of traits that i, I had in my rugby league and you know going into but i mean a couple of years ago I couldn't talk about it like I do now. I didn't understand any of that. Right now, I've got a real understanding of it. So now I can go back and then say that I got this trait from this. You know, you know, I mean, I'm I'm trying to still figure all that out because I'm, again, man, I'm just a small from a small town. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not the most educated person. You know what I mean? But I'm the type of person that I adapt, and you know what I mean. I'm always learning. So uh, I've, I've I've ended up picking up. Uh, these traits that I had like earlier on. So even playing rugby league, especially like um, going out there and the heat of the moment. Again, I've always been strong. I've always held my own. I've pound for pound, always very strong, but I've always had the mentality of the never, never quit attitude, never die attitude. And um, even I was the type of guy that in our 10 meter line. So we're on our Wait. trial line, trying to get the ball out. And your what line? What did you call it? Uh, try line. Okay. So sorry, uh, yeah. How could I say goal goal line? Like you know what I mean. So we're on our end of the rugby league field. NFL. I'm trying to translate. Okay. So you say yep. you're on your yep. end, and we need yep. we need to get the ball to the other end. You know okay. where the pressure's on. They're ready to pound us. They want to keep us exactly where we are. They don't want us to make any meters. So they're ready to just pumble you. No one really wants the ball. Then you know what I mean. A lot of people, you know, they don't have any choice, so they're going to run. But you you see people go missing then. That's when you see me put my hand up the most. That's when you see me push people out of the way to to take that that hit up. It wasn't. A, it was always like you know. I knew people didn't you know probably didn't want to do it. I did. Give me that ball. I'm going to get us out of here. You know that's a, that's the type of guy I was. I'll get us out of here. I know I can. You know I know I'm going to make my ten meters. I'm going to get a quick play of the ball and we're going to go. So I knew I you know I was a man to do it, and I, I took that on. I was like push people out of the way. Give me the ball. I'll hit up. Someone will take it. I'll push the next person out. Give me the ball. You know, uh, having two, three hit ups in the one set. Not many people do that, but that's the type of guy I've always been. And you see that um, in today, like in the gym, in my fights, where I'm like, you know, I'm not going to shy away from an uncomfortable position or, uh, you know, the pressure's on. That's when I get going. Bring it on. The pressure is, yeah, there's a lot of pressure, but I'm still just me in this, in this moment. I'm still a. Uh, I don't let the pressure get to me. I'm still composed. I'm level-headed in in the chaos. You know what I mean? Uh, just purely. Are you even more level-headed? Like, do you love it? Like more like, level-headed? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. There's times where I, I, I uh, I'll do. Like you're laying in bed and you're going crazy, but the pressure's on the night before a fight, and you're like, ah. 
<laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I have my best sleep. Uh, but even like I'll do interviews and then I won't really think about it. Next minute I'm getting more nervous for an interview or, or I get more nervous watching my teammates fight. Oh, Because I'm yeah. not trying to control. I'm not trying to control the situation or I'm not in control. Uh, where when I, when it's go time, I'm the type of be- a guy that'd be like, hey, live where you know, we've got a job to do. You know what I mean? And I'm, I talk to myself and I'm always checking myself. Um, you know what I mean? So, you know, I'm always doing that. But now I, I was able to do that where, the, you know, I was getting booed and the crowd was going nuts. I was working the crowd. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to, trying to, the showmanship, all that type of stuff. But I was still so level-headed. I don't usually, usually do all that. I just go out and I just got a job to do. I don't think of anything else. Tunnel vision. Well, right. now I didn't want that. Now I didn't want that. I wanted to soak it up. I wanted to work the crowd. I wanted to get in Ortega's face. You know, I wanted to do that. You know, I wanted, you know, I wanted animosity there. You know, I wanted that. And uh, I wanted to hear the crowd. I wanted to shake their hands. I wanted to do all of that. And I was still so composed in that moment. Oh, I couldn't believe how composed I was while I was riding, trying to trying to get the blood pumping, how level-headed I was. So I had the perfect balance. So now he was like, a good guy to do that with too. Better him than Max. That wouldn't have been. I think he was the perfect guy to do that with. Yeah. What, what do you mean in saying? How do you just say that, that? Just that, like with like, like I was saying before, Max was like the darling of that division. Like he had really cemented himself. No one thought he was going fucking anywhere, right? And then you come in and fucking in get him twice, and um. I just I think the posturing or like the showmanship on him wouldn't have been good for your brand. But but Ortega, people like it's good for it. Like the rest of us are like, yeah, or like those of us at home who are watching who are like former Ortega, uh, Brian Ortega fans. We're kind of like, yeah, he's kind of like full of himself. Like this is good that Volkanovski is kind of giving it to him a little bit like like I'm glad I'm I'm glad that Volkanovski is standing up to him. You know what I mean? Or maybe it's just because you're five, six and I'm five, five. And I liked it that you were just like. Giving it to the big dude. Don't tell anyone. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> one for the little guys. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, how did you meet your wife? What What is, what, what is she, what is uh, she seeing young. you? What is she very, seeing you? How did you meet young. her? Yeah. Tell me. We're very young, so I'm trying to think how old. I think I was. Oh yeah, we were like yeah, fifteen years old or something like that. We're fifteen years old, so that's how long we've we've, we've been together, uh, which is pretty crazy. So we're like crazy. in high school high school together and, and, and whatnot. So, uh, again, man, like she's been through the whole journey through all the, you know, went from nah, not wrestling at the time, but rugby league and, and, and then obviously transitioning. Yeah. She's been there through it all. So we met through school, actually a little, a, a disco under 16s, under 16, under 18s, uh, disco, I think it was, uh, was the first time we met. I think and- that, you know what, uh, MSN messenger, uh huh. Is that MSN? Is that it? Like, like on Yahoo or AOL or some shit like that. You remember back back in the day, MSN or I think I was homeless like then. I don't even think I owned a computer then. I think I was a, right. just a dirt twirling hippie back then. All right, now it was like a long time ago where you had these uh, weird chaps like well before Facebook or anything like that. You know what I yeah. mean? Um, I remember talking to her through that, and then uh, yeah, that's that's sort of it. So we've been together that that long. So she went to your high school. Yeah, and, and and you guys are were in the same grade. Uh, I think I was a year above. Okay, and uh, and and the courtship was just on. Oh, look at look at Sousa showing us that. Oh yeah yeah, I remember that. Was that the thing like you've got mail? Was that that shit? 
Oh, can you I see? I can't see it. I can't oh, see. It's he, not coming up on mine. He, oh, that's because you're on your phone. I, I'm oh, surprised okay. you're not. On, I'm surprised you're not on your computer in your in your. Um, did you do you have a computer in your quarantine lockdown? No, nah, no, nah, we don't. No, oh, sure. Man. I should be more professional and maybe do that, but not more professional, now, uh, just something to watch. I mean, the technology now, the, the phone usually does most of it, but I, agree. <laughs> I guess not all of it. <laughs> I agree. Um, so, so you guys meet and, and, and do you know that she's the one right away? Man, like, I guess you're never going to know that. Uh, but I mean, especially at that age, but I mean, the, what we've been together, you know, we don't know anything different either. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like you, you couldn't imagine life without each other. That's just, right. just that, is, that is life. You know what I mean? Like right now, like, you know, we, we, we clicked from, from the start and like, we still are, we're still, you know, we're still like best friends. You know what I mean? So it's uh it's good. We do everything together. When I'm not fighting or in quarantine, I'm with my family. You know what I mean? Like that, that's, that's all I care about. You know, the, the love I have for my family. And, and that's why I do this purely for them. Like I said, when I'm in the, my darkest moments, my, you know what I mean? The, the worst position you could ever be in in a fight, I'm thinking of them and that's what gets me through. Uh, so, you know what I mean? But but it's good, man. It's good to finally give back to to Emma, you know, my wife, especially because she's had to sacrifice. We both had to sacrifice so much. She had to, to support me. She was working at the time while I was chasing the dream. You know what I mean? Like there was a time where she was uh, the breadwinner, <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, it was, uh, that's tough. So uh, now I can give back. Now we can you know, live in a house on a beach, you know what I mean, and, and finally just give back and appreciate, you know, all that hard work that we, we've been through together. Did she believe in you the whole time? Yeah, 100%. 100%. She never – whatever I wanted to do, she she supported it 100%. You guys should listen to this shit, man. I, I, have, I have a very similar story. I met my wife – I'm 49. I met my wife when I don't know if I was – 23 or 25 or whatever. It was in a college town. I was a homeless guy. I met her. I was homeless for two, three, four, five years. Um, you know, oh, just yeah. working, living in my car, saving every cent I can. But, but I was a good dude. I was disciplined. I had structure in my life. Like I was a good dude. I just chose to like, fuck it. I'm not playing the game. And she stayed with me and now I'm 49. And like you said, we got like, I- I'm living the dream. Got a house, big house, couple miles from the beach here in California. Got a bunch of other houses around. Was smart with my money because I know how to, because I, I I lived homeless. But and I got a woman who stayed with me from fucking me getting clothes out of the free box <laughs> to <laughs> to flying in the G five to Hawaii together. So it's like, um, there's really no one you can trust more. And, and I and I do believe, and I, and and I wonder what you think about this. I do believe that one of the crowning achievements of my life is my relationship with my wife. Like it's not easy. I don't mean to say it's bad or it's hard, but but it's just not easy. I don't want to say the opposite is that it's hard, but like it, it it's an achievement to to get along with someone for so long and to be and to stay in love. I mean, and and it's worth yeah. it. It's worth it. Yeah. For sure, especially when you've been through so much. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? And, uh, again, right now we're, we're at a stage where, again, like uh, I feel like I can give a give back so we can appreciate it. Yeah. I, mean, I, was I lived with her. I lived with her too. She got an apartment and I was living with her and she's paying all the rent and all that shit before my shit yeah. exploded. Yeah. So right right, right now I've been champ uh, through COVID. You know what I mean? Like COVID took over my, my champ like rain right now. You know what I mean? So I haven't – I she hasn't been able to do the – you know, like, you know, 
flying business with me, a first class and traveling the world, like doing all that type of stuff. Like we you know, haven't really, obviously, you know, it's good, but I mean, I still want to spoil her because she deserves yes. it. You know what I mean? So yes, that's, um, that, that'll change soon for us anyway, because everything's opening up soon right uh, for us. So. Your country will be locked down forever, my friend. <laughs> Mate, it's, uh, <laughs> I'm, sorry it's a, you, a, I'm sorry to tell you that they've built a plan <laughs> with for you with no exit strategy it, it is uh, <laughs> um uh are you good with your money are you, are you thinking of your future are you like god damn this is gonna be awesome i'm gonna save every fucking penny i'm not buying a new couch i'm not getting that fucking lamborghini i'm gonna be so fucking smart or are okay. you like, fuck it, I only live once. I'm getting it all right now. We've got a, a good balance. So obviously uh, you've got to invest your money in the right places and be smart with your money. Um, but you know what I mean? Uh, we want to we want to take take advantage of uh, what we have right now as well. So we've got right. a good, good balance. We could do better with the saving, but, I mean, that is something that we obviously look heavily into. And I'm planning on being chairman a long time, but that's not good enough. Uh, the money we have now, we need to be clever with. We need to, you know, we need to, we need to have some things uh, to fall back on, which, which obviously, obviously, we are doing. Yeah, I'm so happy I did that. If there, if the, I'm so happy because basically what happened is, is I ended up losing my job. This fucking whole pandemic came. I'm watching the whole world fall fall apart in front of me. But for the last 15 years, I just lived on 25 percent of my income. So the other 75 percent I invested, and it's like, holy shit, this is dope. Last two years have been the greatest two years of my life. It's been just mm. crazy, and and I have two and I have two four year olds and a six year old, so it's just been, I've just been just twins. You know, yeah, I got twins. twins. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like I was saying, my my brother and my sister are twins. Yeah, how was that? I know this is a whole different conversation, but how's the no? Twins? <laughs> it, it's it. I mean, um, it's it's like it, it's one of the greatest things ever. Uh, if I I had the the one kid first, and then I had the twins. And and we're kind we kind of we started so late. We never thought we were gonna get married. We never thought we were gonna have kids. And then finally one day she was 39 and I was like 43 and she's like, Hey, I want a kid. I was like, Yeah, I can do that for you. And she had one, and then I'm like, Holy shit, I'm a dad. I need like yeah. 20 kids. So then we had two more. But uh two kids is um it's like getting two puppies at the same time. You see shit that no one will see if you just get one puppy. Do you know what I mean? Or if you have two okay, cats, yeah. like they do crazy shit together, like they fight oh, over the okay, ball of yeah. yarn, they flip around. I mean, it's just nuts. It's nuts. And, and I'm taking him to jujitsu tournaments now. We did, you know, we did our first three tournaments in the last six months. And I'm just, just, I'm just, just loving this homeschooling them so I can be with them 24 seven, you know, it's yeah. Kids are great. I see you spend a lot of time with your kids and how many times have you said in this show that, Oh yeah, look at, there's my boys and their Garth Taylor jujitsu. Oh yeah. You can't, he can't see it. Matt Souza. Thanks for trying <laughs> to show off for me though. Um, I, I, do you get do, when you're home? It, like you keep mentioning your family, are you spending just a ton of time with them? Like the second you get out of this quarantine, will you just be glued to your kids? Oh, yeah, man, no, that's exactly. My, the last time I was here when I did the Ultimate Fighter, um, I was gone for three months, the longest mm. I've ever been away from my family because I was obviously meant to fight. Then I had to, I got COVID, I was in quarantine, to come back home. Then we found out about it, and then it wasn't for a few weeks after that. Then we filmed it. Then I went home. Then I had to do two week quarantine. It ended up being three months all up. So it was a uh, – that was tough. You know I mean? It's tough doing that. But, I mean, you know, when, when you get home, you know, you spend that much time away from them. Like, I, you know, I don't have time for anything but the family, you know what I mean? Like, so, uh, 
you know that 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 that's all, all I care about. Obviously, you know, there's a I care about a, a lot more than that. But I mean, I just want to be home home with the family. So, but I mean, where the 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 lockdowns are is going to change. Sorry, the quarantine is going to go to seven day uh, home isolation. Uh, oh, really? Soon. So that helps a lot. Oh, we're, right now, yeah, we're, you need we're in that. Hotels. Because I don't care. I, that's where I, only where I want to be anyway. So I'm going to travel, no dramas, you know what I mean? Travel, and, come back, home quarantine. And, and you said you live on the else. beach? You live by the beach? You live on the beach? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seven-day quarantine on the beach with your kids. Yes, right. Got, oh. got our own track, got our own track to, 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 to the beach. So, yeah. So I'll, I'll be taking full advantage of that. Are, are you, has anyone said holy shit like going back to the story about people who were saying like like my mom used to tell me when i was 34 years old hey get a job at starbucks so you can have health insurance and like pushing me to do shit and i'm like no i'm a photographer i'm a filmmaker and like i was just pushing and pushing you know and then has anyone uh, come back and said like holy shit like you did it like i can't fucking believe it like in your family like are they just tripping on no. you I don't know, I mean, because it's why you go through it. Like you, you go through the process with them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's hard. Obviously, you do meet people that you know, probably like, man, I can't believe. I remember, you know, we're lucky to they remember well before I was champion, or you know, me chasing the dream. You know, people will bring it up. I haven't had any of them moments. Like I said, how I was telling you about people out of you know just pure purely caring for us. You know, when's he going to sort of give this up? You know, I, mean, I don't think we end up having a follow follow up conversations about that once I was champion because as they, I guess they got to see the progress. Right. They seen my first fight. Right. They seen me win. They seen the hype around just that. They and saw they you win five hundred dollars to five hundred thousand dollars, and it was yeah. in small increments. Yeah, exactly. And then they're like, "Oh, I get it now. I get it. <laughs> you know I, mean? I get it." He's like. He's on the paper every every fucking day, you know what I mean? Like he's uh, he's all over my Facebook, you know. Fight day, literally. There, you know, they, I could just imagine their Instagram or like, you know what I mean? The the back home, the support's incredible. So like, that's all they're seeing. So now they're like, all right, I get it. That's why he kept chasing it. That's why you know what I mean. Like, they see what I'm doing and they understand now. And that's all I wanted. It was like I told you. It was just me want to be like, I I get it, but look, I'll show you. I'll show you. I'll show you that I'm capable of it, and why I'm doing it. And like again, it was never like, "Ha ha!" I told you. It's just here you go. You get it. You get it. Sweet. Now you get it. What else can you do? Like you beat everyone up. It. It. it I mean. It, I mean, like who? Who? Who else? Who else can you fight? I mean, obviously Henry wants to fight you because he wants to get the payday. I'm, I'm guessing, and and I'm not hating on him at all for that. Um, and you can see Dana from what it looks like, just from an outsider's perspective, Dana's playing him good. Like, ah, you want to jump and cut in line, like just working, you know, working the the press machine. But I'm like, um, I mean, d- d- does Connor have to come? Like, who who can fight you? Does Connor have to come back down to 145 and fight you? Like, who who is there for? Who is there for you? I'm just looking at it. I mean, are are you going to fight Cater? I mean, I mean. Well, like, again, like we, we do, we need to let this division sort itself out, right? So uh, that's something, and and then you do have that. You've got Max and Yair Rodriguez fighting uh, in November. Obviously, I've already uh, taken who, Max who out do you, who's twice. fighting in November? I'm sorry, say that again. Yair Rodriguez and Max Holloway. Oh, right. And they're fighting for the number one contender. So the winner of that gets a wins. Sh- he gets a he gets a third shot um, at the title. Which I know, I know some people would look at that and be like, "What? Three chances?" But 
again, like he's he's going back and he's he's taking out the number one contenders. You know what I mean? He's he's competing again and showing that he's still the number one guy. We obviously our last battle was a close one. People are still talking about it and people carrying on about it. So you know, people still feel like there's unfinished business there. So there's still hype around it. So uh, again, and I just want the big fights. I want the big fights and the the toughest fights. And again, we talk about legacy. I'm doing this for my family, but legacy. You know, you you build a legacy that sets you up, sets your family up for forever. So I'm all in. I'm all in on the legacy now. So uh, that's that's why you know I want the big fights and money fights. You know, you want guys like you go out and beat out like Chad Mendes, Aldo, Max three times, uh, Ortega. You know what I mean? Like, how can they take you, you, the GOAT status away from you? You know what I mean? That's your GOAT. That's you, number one, pound for pound. You know what I mean? Like, again, like you, you have these big fights, keep taking out these number one guys. And, you know, again, people are going to, I guarantee you, next, when, once the fight with Max, oh, Max is going to do in this time. You know, there's going to be a lot of hype and all that. You go there, silence it again, and then people are just going to go, wow, this kid is unbe- unbeatable. Number one pound for pound, uh, you know what I mean? Then you you talk about your legacy. So they're the fights that are going to do it. Even though I've done it twice, I just need to do it in a better fashion than the next time. And then, uh, you know, that's when you're going to you're gonna really, you know, again, like uh, I'm the type of guy, I'm a realist. So I feel like being a champ for 10 years like Aldo, um, you know, you're going to have off days. You know what I mean? I don't know if we already talked about this. You're going to have off days. You know what I mean? You're going to be injured, all that type of stuff. To be be a winner and keep defending your belt that many times for that long uh, under them circumstances in this sport is incredible. So I'm going to always show that. But, I mean, the resume I have, I think I just need one more fight, and that puts me right up there. Uh, I think um, what happened to Yair? There was tons of hype around him, and then he vanished. Did he pop for drugs, or what happened to him? He vanished uh, for a while. Do you know? Uh, well, I think there was uh, like injuries. I remember he was meant to fight a bit a couple of times. He pulled out a couple of times, so there was he didn't want that fight. So there was a bit of a there was a bit of drama around that. The fact that like you know it seemed like he was dodging fights. And okay. I'm not trying to shit on shit on no. him, but I mean that's no. that's sort of I what asked. it looked like. Okay, uh, that's sort of what it looked like. So uh, again, he copped a bit of flack for that. So that put him out of the picture. Um, but I mean, obviously, he had that the win over Zombie, the big knockout. Yeah, um, but yeah, so he hasn't been, uh, he hasn't fought for a long time, but uh, he's fighting. Uh, he was meant to fight uh, Max, but Max got injured, so now they're fighting again in November. Um, who was the guy you mentioned? Is that the guy that got COVID and that retired, and now he's coming back? The the Russian guy, Zaib. Well, who did you say? I said zombie. No, okay, Zaib yeah, Rodriguez. Okay, no, I, I, yeah, I, no, no. I, I miss uh, Hazmat. You're talking about Hazmat Makachev. Makachev. I think I said that right. Uh, no, not the 71 guy. There was a smaller guy too. Maybe he was a 55. Cody Garber? Nah, he's a he Russian got, he dude. He got COVID? He, he, was a, he was a Russian dude. I'm trying to think who he is. All right. I'm not sure. Um, and what, he, he had COVID, did you say? I'm thinking he had COVID, but maybe I'm maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. There was there was a there was a, a little Russian guy. There was a guy, you know, like a, I don't know if he's a 55 or a 45 or he's a Russian guy, and he tapped. He basically said I'm out of the UFC, and he was like super duper promising. Maybe he was even 135. And then recently, there's talk about him coming back. And then of course, there's the 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 two guys at um, 55, that Armenian guy and that Russian guy who've only lost once. Oh. Trying to think what that guy's name is. It's not going to come to me. The Russian. I'm horrible to Russian names. Unless, they, unless they're, unless, yeah, I'm horrible at them. Unless, unless they sound like a vodka bottle. 
Oh, is this? Oh, oh yeah. Look, that's a yeah. That's the guy. Holy shit! Chimeneev has two point six million followers. Oh, so it is. It is Hazmat. Yeah, guy, guy. Was it Hazmat? Am I saying that right? No, that um, uh, Matt's Matt, the producer, just brought this up just for shits and giggles. This isn't the guy I'm actually thinking of. Anyway, do you think Holloway's gonna be? I think Matt Max is gonna beat up Zaire. What do you think? Oops, sorry, mate. That's trying to get you back. Am I still there? I, I can hear you. I just can't see you. Oh, right, my bad. Yeah, my half the half stuff. the fun is gone. What are you going to sneak away to take a pee or something? Are you there? Can you? See? Yes, yes, yes. One Let's see this works now. There you go. Turn that oh man, you look so much better. You should have had that? you should have been using that camera angle the whole show. Oh, you look f- oh, was it oh, yeah. you're good. You're good. I, I can hear you good. I can see you. You're just like it's like I'm on acid. Do you ever smoke cigarettes? Did you ever smoke cigarettes? Nah, just lean it up against something. Don't do that. You're the champ. Oh, wow. You shouldn't be holding shit. Really? You can turn the phone sideways too. Can't even see I can still hear you. You're good. You can turn the phone sideways too. That's fine. I wonder if we did the rest of the show sideways like this, if my neck would start to hurt. Uh oh, and he's gone. You think he'll click the link again? God damn it! Hey guys, listen. I'm thinking about putting out the phone number so one of you knuckleheads can call in and uh, talk to him. Should I do that? I have it all queued up. All I have to do is hit return on the keyboard, and the phone number will pop up there. And one of you guys can call in and talk to him. I bet you he's going to click the link and, and, and call back. What do you think, Susie? You think he's calling back? I can't hear you. I think I think he just uh I think he had to take a leak and he's just making that shit up. Man, he's cool. He's coming back. I think he, he is. Me too. I think he's coming back too. I can't tell I can't tell who I think's cooler, me for getting him on the show or him. <laughs> oh, and you know what's fucked about that is I said it I'm saying it to the guy who actually got him on the show, Matt Souza. <laughs> what a fucking selfish asshole I am. No, man, I just laid it up. You queued it up. I laid it up. You laid it up. You alley ooped that shit. I'm looking the, yeah, that's what I'm looking I'm for. looking through the comments here. I can't tell if I'm offended by this one lamb guy being like, Holy shit, how'd you get Volkanovsky? <laughs> there was a couple of those. Oh, Juan, I'm wondering the same thing. But I gotta act cool. Why can't you act cool? Why you gotta be like? I can't believe you had you have Volkanovski. Why can't we just be cool and just like just roll with it like it's normal? I think they should not not at us. Oh, that was fun. That was hour and, hour and eighteen minutes. He seems like a great guy. Hey, maybe that's an excuse to get him back on after his next fight. Be like, dude, you hung up on me. That's fucked up. Yeah, I think he just was. I guess he's just gone, huh? Jeff, you have twins. Did I know that? I talked to you so much. How could I have not known you have twins? I know you're old, and I know we argue a little bit in the DMs. <laughs> I know I like you, but I didn't. Did I know you have twins? I'm so sorry. 
Keith Green Shields. Oh, Keith, you're going to love this. Tomorrow morning, I'm doing another podcast with Matt and Josh. You're going to love it. Get out your tub of Vaseline and get ready for that one, Keith. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing a podcast with Matt and Josh tomorrow. But Keith, man, Keith is just a fucking he's the tyrant in the fucking YouTube comments. There's a couple um, of those ones. I am gonna I am gonna have Hopper on in a few more days. You guys wanna see funny you guys wanna see some funny comments? Uh go to the um Danielle Brandon, one of her more recent posts. She's wearing this blue shirt. And it's just like a couple sizes too big. It just looks like baggy and awkward on her. And I made a comment that her shirt's too big. And like the psycho fucking like psychos have come out and are like, how dare you as a man tell a woman that blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? I'll tell anyone their shirt's too big. It, well, like, why do you have to be sexist? Why do you have to bring her, her being female into it? Doesn't even matter. Her shirt's fucking too big. Look at this shirt. I just think it looks a little baggy. Like look in the armpits there. <laughs> and look in the neck see that it's like it's yeah. just like it's just it's it, it's weird but it looks like a nice shirt you know yeah. i like that like thing the way it wraps around like her rib cage at the bottom there i like the blue color the sleeves are kind of cool it looks like a soft material shit is that cashmere but, <laughs> but it's just too big look okay you want to see how are the comments going in there is it blowing up <laughs> one chick goes well you have a small dick i can't i mean like what how does me having a small dick have anything to do with her shirt being too big by the way that is not true but her fucking shirt is too big it looks fucking sloppy yeah your mom says yeah that chick told me i had a small dick i said that's not what your mom says um gosh all right well that i don't think he's coming back I don't think so either. I was hoping he would, but we're probably past that threshold now. Oh, what do you guys think? Do you think that, uh, do you think that, uh, should I post the phone number so I can fight with some people? Um, do you, do you think that, um, do you think that he got here? I'm going to, I'm going to post the phone number in case anyone wants to call in. What, 10 more Maybe he'll call in. Um, do you guys, <laughs> That would be awesome. Oh yeah, he should do that. Oh, Alexander, if you're if you're if you tuned into the YouTube channel now, you should just call in. There's the phone number right there. Bam. I'll pin that shit on the top. Hey, um, do you think that like maybe he just had to pee or he was just tired of my shit and so he just fucking purposely had a technical problem? I, I think it was probably just cutting out and it was difficult for him to refigure back out and he he already gave an hour, so he was like, screw it. <laughs> before this guy asked me any more questions i tried to i tried to throw a few risque you know jokes in there like 14 year old like prepubescent boy jokes but when he talked about like the sausage fest and things like that but he he, he's too he's he's pretty he seemed pretty straight laced yeah all business yeah focused he's a focused man a good but fun yeah fun I have to tell you, I chub up a little bit when I ask people like a question and they're like, that's a good question. Or when they say, like, I get so excited. I'm like, well, thank you. (laughs) Okay, guys. Thank you everyone for tuning in. If someone doesn't call in the next three seconds, getting off. Thanks for all the, the, the money you guys donated tonight. That was incredible. Um, 24 likes, 34 viewers. Isn't that funny? 34 viewers with the great Alexander Volkanovsky. And you know what's crazy is at one point, Susie, he goes, uh, 
one or two fights away from being in the talk of being the goat. And and it really is true. That's how good he is. But yet for some reason people don't. And, and he was talking about like going out there and feeling like he needs to be more of a showman. Dude, he beats the fuck out of people. That was one of the questions I really wanted to ask him about. Do you ever feel bad for the beating you put on people (laughs) in his first two fights? I'm sitting there watching them and I'm like, uh, the referee needs to stop this. I mean, he punched a guy in the face, no, no shit on the ground, holding a guy on the ground. He punched a guy in the face like 30, 40 times unanswered. Jeez. I know. Brutal. It's like one of the, it's like one of the, did you see that video that went viral recently? I don't know if it went viral. I don't know why I said that, but it was on Instagram of the, of the, the mountain lion attacking the dog and the guys beating it with a machete and the mountain lion won't let go. Oh no. You see that? It's nuts. But it's like that. I mean, you can't even believe this mountain lion's holding on to this dog. Crazy. Okay. And I think that's a wrap. All right. How many more minutes? How many more minutes do you think I should give him? Three more minutes? Oh, to jump back in? Yeah. I don't know. You think now I'm just like... I'm like the dude who's parked in front of a girl's house, just hoping she comes out so I can see her. <laughs> yeah. Like Start I, to drive away, then turn back around thinking she opened the door. I did shit like that probably like in the third or fourth grade. Like just like there was a girl who lived down the street from me who was pretty and I just wanted to look at her. So I'd like walk by her house like 200 times a day. <laughs> just, just ride your hoping. bike right there. <laughs> yeah. Just hoping just like I could just like, just like maybe like see her get into her parents' car or some shit. <laughs> And that would make me happy. <laughs> oh, I'm looking at all these questions that I never even got to. Man, it is pretty crazy that he thinks his country is going to um, come out of quarantine. Australia isn't bad. It's, I mean, you would have to, though. Otherwise, it would be a pretty hopeless situation, right? Oh, you mean to think that you're going to? Yeah. I mean, right. are you seeing some of the shit? Like, they have some policies in place where if you... You have to like take a picture of yourself next to your COVID test and send it to like some government agency. Like they got that going somewhere in Australia. I mean, the shit coming out of there is like, holy fuck. Like they're basically asking people to imprison themselves and people are doing it. Yeah, it's insane. When you, when you think if you had to give a one word definition for freedom, what would, what would it be? Freedom? Yeah. One word definition. Freedom? No, you can't for freedom, like a synonym for freedom, or the first word that comes to mind. Oh, uh, liberty. The first word that comes to mind is liberty. Mm. First word that comes to mind for me is always choice. Yeah, yeah, even better. Yes. And I always feel that like how no matter what side of the fence you fall on, how are you not just a little bit uncomfortable with what's happening as the choices are narrowing? What people don't understand is it doesn't matter whether what's happening is what you want to happen or don't want to happen. You have to think big picture. What do I mean by that? You don't want to um, – even, even if you are pro-life, you have to think of the implications of putting – in the bigger picture of putting a law on someone's body prohibiting someone from doing something with their body it's always a slippery slope it's the same thing with hate speech you cannot get rid of hate speech why can you not get rid of hate speech because it's a slippery slope 
And we know how stupid we are. What you think is hate, I think is love. What I think is love, you think is hate. That's why, like, you have to think big picture. You can't be like, well, I like that law. It, it, it works for me. You have to go, like, bigger picture. Is that, th- does that make sense to you, Susa? Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Do, do Absolutely. That? Absolutely. You got to see the 30,000-foot view. And I think sometimes yeah. people get too caught up in the mundane and what's right in front of them. And they're almost complicit. I mean, you see it in yes. lifestyle choices. It's complicit. And then to act against these things, it's easier to go with the flow. It's easier to stay sleepwalking. I, I, I know I know people think this is an impossibility, but if you but if you coerce people into taking an injection today, it will be cutting their balls off tomorrow. It will be some sort of other medical procedure. It always works that way. There's no it all you it always works that way. They they just keep taking more and more, and you have to push back. You have to you have to push back. You can't even if like you're like so like over the top pro vaccine. Yes. This thing is the godsend. You cannot, you cannot be like, you can't force people to do it because something bad is going to be forced on you. Eventually you have to see that. Please people see that that requires coming out of your head a little bit. It's like those people who want that. And then what's worse is that they say it's in the name of selflessness and that the other people are being selfish. It's actually the exact opposite. You have to be crazy selfless to see that. Ask if he will fight Henry Cejudo. Wow, you have Alexander Volkanovsky on with no views. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> two live podcasts in one night. You're a monster. Yeah, I like that. I did do two live podcasts. Isn't that nuts? I did uh, Bill Dawes oh, this morning, and uh, that was wild. that was pretty wild. And uh, how long? You know, I've only Jeffrey. I've only been married a couple years. Um, I've been with my wife forever. But we won't, we only got married. I think Avi was. I think my wife was pregnant with the twins when we got married. We, we weren't going to have kids or get married. I thought getting married was like you're just a tool of the man. Um, Jake Johnson, choice. Wow, yeah, choice. That's a good one. Point for Souza. All right, fuck it. No one's calling. Volkanovsky's not coming back. I got on my high horse, started preaching again. Guys, tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Can you fucking believe I'm going to do another podcast with Facundo? Facundo. And I need to go. I'm going to go inside and uh, for the next hour and a half research Facundo. Facundo is uh, – I've always seen him in the CrossFit space. Um, he, he's been everywhere that I've been for years and years and years. I don't know exactly what he does. I don't know if he's a trainer. I don't know if he's a manager. He's basically just this silent, handsome dude who is always in the right place at the right time. I don't know if he's like – and he's somehow affiliated with um, CrossFit Mayhem. But he's always been – he always has this pleasant vibe. Um, he looks fit. He kind of looks like like a, a Prada model or like, like a Rolex model or some shit. Will there be Patty the Batty? I, I mean, I'm I I I I I I I don't know. I want to tell you yes, but I'm starting to think no. I mean, I, I was DMing with them like thousands of times, and uh, which really means like a hundred times. And uh, basically, he got too big and and vanished. Facundo, there he is. And notice how he has an E there, so I had to look up his name. Is he representing Guy now? Scroll down a little bit, or is he training Guy? Yeah, I can't wait to get to the bottom of this guy. I wonder if he has an accent. I mean, we all, I've smiled. I've met him. I've shook his hand. I've seen him for 10 years now. I just don't know what he does. But cool. it, it must be something important. The athletes keep him super close. 
that's a great picture, right? Of him. Uh, who's that? Who's that guy to the right of him? Do you know who's flexing? You knew exactly which picture I was talking about. Man, those guys have amazing bodies. Yeah, I don't know who. Oh, Luke Parker. Oh, okay. Is is he? Is is Luke Parker one of the cameramen over there at Mayhem? Is that the guy I've heard people no, talk about? No, I think he was oh. on the bachelor or something like a reality tv show or something like that and oh. then like kind of like joined up with the crew i, I can you know. zoom in on that a little bit more can you make that bigger this yeah and like go down to their shorts oh man they're mayhem shorts of course oh i wanted to critique their shorts like say their shorts were too big or too small or something like that but <laughs> look guys those are all perfectly fitting clothes on those guys <laughs> you know when i was watching the video of Danielle's shirt i don't know if it was too big or if it was just that cut was just a little weird with a tota bar you know this chick was uh say that again one more time i was just saying i don't, I don't know if the shirt was too big or if it was just a weird cut like the way it laid on her so that when she was doing tota bar it looked funky I, 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 yeah, I just, she, it's just not, it's like, it's just not a perfect shirt. And she, in, in her clothes, should fit perfectly. She should get one of these shirts. It's just so funny that someone would take it to a man and woman thing just like right away. Like, dude, you fucking psycho. Are you sure it wasn't Brian Friend on a burner account? <laughs> oh, poor Brian. Poor, poor, poor Brian got accused of being sexist for talking about who's better, T or Matt. I mean, <laughs> This is this is just people projecting their delusions on them. All right. Okie dokie. Thanks, guys. Peace and love. Bam. We're off. <laughs>